Hello, my name is Morgan Gray, and welcome back to the Afrocentric Podcast. Sat up on the stand, told a lot straight to the honor Old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama All the shit that I have done, I cannot believe in karma Old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama Young enough to fuck your sister, young enough to fuck your auntie I ain't messing with your granny, I just drilled the item Xanny I'm a beast, I'm a dog, got a motherfucking addict Nigga tell them pull them up, drop the motherfucking addict Take my shot, just like Marcus Kemp I'm so hot, they fanning. I got meals out of Def Jam. I got meals out of Atlantic. Niggas know my flow like my crib. This shit full of granite. Strip club clothes, get the only fans. Little bitch, don't you panic. Out of yard, that's so damn big. I order 30 hammocks. We don't fuck with racism. We don't fuck with people who don't support the LGBTQ plus community. Baby, we damn sure don't fuck with anybody who don't love a beautiful black queen, baby. You see this tape? You don't let nobody act black and then go home and be white? It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the average Negro. And a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense. are back with the Afrocentric Podcast. This is the Afrocentric Podcast, and we coming at you pure, uncut, and raw. Pure, no compliment, straight raw, bang, bang. Um, y'all want, I, yeah, I got motherfucker two in the fucking building. Yo, 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 what's yeah. good, what's good, what's good? Formerly known as Ramar Talley, he's in the studio, in the studio with me today. Yes, um, ma'am. Today, we're going to be talking about sexism and ageism within the rap music industry and hip-hop and all that good shit and i'm really excited to have you here today yeah let's get into it let's Um, get into it let's talk about your love for music um yeah like uh my music tastes it go from like it go from different ranges uh started with my just riding in the car with my pops and uh me just sitting in there listening uh go back from what like 70s shit to like kind of early 2000s because you know he's still an old head so I had to do the rest on my own but yeah so like what is your relationship with music like if you had to describe your love for music with three words what three words would you use um dependable very dependable um inspirational just loving yeah, that shit like cracked me, so yeah. Oh, well, I love it for you, and I can't wait to have this conversation with you today just because there are so many different forms of discrimination and the way that they manifest themselves within the rap and hip-hop industry is really, really scary. And it does not just affect women. It affects men. 
and young boys as well as young girls. Right, right. And I feel like we're going to have a very interesting conversation. Let's get into it. Yeah, and it'll give me an opportunity to call these niggas old. Let's know? get on their asses. Let's get on their heads. Yeah. Let's get on their heads. You know, because calling motherfuckers old, it really just warmed my heart. It really do something to me, you know. I sleep mm-hmm. well in my bed at night knowing that I told an old nigga to take his old ass back to the retirement home, you know. <laughs> Told that nigga to give him a, a pudding cup, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, he told that nigga to go find him some, some Nike slippers, you know? It just really do something to me. Gotta put, they, I, they need to be humble sometimes. Yeah. They, they do. They do. The gangster rap era, they had a conscience with somewhat of a foundation that gave them a moral compass that they had to fight hard to work against mm-hmm. these kids damn they don't even have a soul so they don't have nothing working against the evil that they accept mm. we had a balance we had some we had something we had rules that was developed in our our our, our, our black culture we had somewhat of some black traditions mm-hmm. all of that have been erased and wiped away by way of the crack era, mm-hmm. by way of the gang banging era, mm-hmm. and then by way of this, the back end of mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. What are some of the common examples of sexism and ageism in the hip hop community? Uh, I would say some of the common examples are uh, referring to women as a hoe, bitch, any type of sexual tool or anything like that call them what you want but in 1962 they were whole bitch is a hoe they know who they are 25 earrings in your ear titties full of earrings what you gonna put some keys on that motherfucker if she go to work at nine come home at three in the morning that their secretary yeah you a secretary you better secretary on that fucking pole bitch calluses on the hand that's a hoe and they're good with grabbing money tell her go get some groceries and she grab it like this that bitch, that bitch a hoe. She knows she been on the fucking strip. And you can tell the way they open their mouth and talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. If you go into the store and you ask your woman, can I bring you something back? She said, yes. Bring me a half a gram of cocaine and a box of red wine. The bitch is a drunk and a fucking hoe. And anytime you toss your woman a fork and say, the bitch turn around and catch it with her ass, she's a hoochie. She can lie and say she ain't no hoochie. I went to Harvard. Okay, you're a Harvard hoe. Don't try to be nothing else. You're a hoe, be a hoe. This is America. Do what you want with your fucking body. Don't bring that shit around me. That's all I would say with the sexism. And, um, it's also in different ways, but I guess, I guess you would say that's the most common one you would see, though. Okay, what's an example of ageism? Ageism. Well, uh, first, let me go ahead and define these terms because we are traveling down the black intersection of uh-huh. oppressive issues. And sexism and ageism are deep, steep down into oppression. So ageism, for those who do not know, is a form of discrimination or prejudice against individuals or groups of people based on their age. So it takes in many forms, such as assuming someone is too old to learn something new, make them valuable contributions, or someone is too young to be taken seriously or given important responsibilities, so it goes both ways. Ageism can be harmful, limiting, and it can prevent people from reaching their full potential and participating fully in society. One of the greatest examples probably is like the shelf life 
of female rappers in the rap industry. So you got motherfuckers in the rap industry like Nas, Jay-Z, fucking all types of motherfuckers. Eminem been rapping for decades in the past 40 years. And then you have uh, female artists, Missy like Elliott, Lil Kim. Lil Kim, Eve, Foxy Brown. They stopped making music long time ago, Mary J. Blige. And it is because the industry puts a shelf life on female rappers and they tell them that their career is only important if they're young and sexy and fertile. Right. So can the, the whole pussy rap agenda thing going on, like like you saying, like um now while they're young, like let's say you get a what a ice spice, like she like what, eighteen, nineteen? If you're eighteen. Something like that. I think she a teen. She might be early twenty, but I think she like late teens. But I'm not sure though. But uh, like let's say like maybe pushing like she pushing thirty. Like you think it's gonna start being like a a fall off for her. Like the industry ain't gonna run her numbers up as it as they were when she was young and sexy. Shit, young and sexy. Yeah. Um. There is the longevity is really the man's game, and you know. Even as Jay-Z is getting, like, older, people are just now starting to say that he's out of touch. Mm -hmm. And they're only saying he's out of touch because of the, like, amount of money that he's made and he no longer lives in, like, rough-ass communities and shit. This nigga be rapping about money and shit. So, like, now people are saying he's unrelatable, but it's not because his age. Like... Because he can still do, like, do do a tour, arena tour, and, like, sell out every show and just do old songs. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. I think we talk about hip hop a lot when, and it's such an easy scapegoat. It is. <laughs> such an easy scapegoat because then we don't have to talk about the fact that we live in a patriarchal, misogynist, misogynoirist society and hip hop just makes it sound delicious. It's the society. So the, true. The, this is, there's nothing happening in hip hop right now that doesn't happen at work, yes. that doesn't happen in church, that doesn't happen in yes. our civil rights spaces. Yes. It is the same Oh thing, my God, that's so except, true. Yeah, yeah. Except in those environments, it's not okay to look at me and say, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you think. But you can be like a bitch. That's what you're thinking when you come in <laughs> yeah. and say... That's a fact. When yeah. you come in and say, listen, young lady, yeah. or when you come in and say, listen, you ladies are all saying this, that, or whatever... You just call me a bitch, okay? I know that's Ooh. what you're thinking. So it, it's not. That's why nothing. I don't like conscious rap. Just yeah. call me a bitch. Hello. I just call me a bitch. Mm. <laughs> don't don't freaking <laughs> you know bitch versus queen. Don't. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. All right. Um, I don't think it's a hip hop issue. Misogyny, misogynoir. It's not a hip hop yeah. issue. It is the world that we live in. That is that is how we are treated day to day in society. And I think that hip hop just. amplifies and puts a mirror up to what is happening in society. So, sexism is a form of discrimination or prejudice based off of someone's sex or gender. It takes many forms, such as assuming that one gender is superior to the other or treating someone differently based on their gender. Sexism can be overt or subtle, and it can be expressed through language, behavior, and institutional practices. And it can be harmful and limiting as it prevents people from reaching their full potential and participating fully in society. So that is what sexism is in a nutshell. So some of the more common examples of sexism, like I said, they date back to the 
early 90s and they were sex symbols due to hyper masculinity or hypersexual it actually dates like way before the uh, 80s and 90s believe it or not uh you you got to go all the way back like before even like before you even get the first hip-hop song you got to go back to like funk and uh what they were doing like in the 70s you know uh, that's the era where people start doing coke like black people start doing coke and shit and then it's like it's like the pimp era right mm -hmm. And, like, that was a cool thing to do. Uh, you pimping, you got women, you know, uh, somebody with the little afro and the little cane stick, all that, that. That goes back to the 70s. So, like, the pimp culture, what they were doing was they would, like, instead of singing about, like, romantic, soulful stuff all the time, they would start, you know, spicing it up a little bit and talking about, like, basically pimping, but, like, in a more proper form. They couldn't say ho or nothing because they wouldn't really get radio play back then. But. Yeah, they was calling bitches jab turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that dates back to, that, that hyper-masculinity. And it's the disrespect. Mm -hmm. um, I think we are finally getting to a point in hip-hop where women's voices are not only being heard, but they're preferred. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of women are starting to chart very high. And now we're starting to hear, like, the disrespect towards niggas and how, right. you know what? I think it's crazy when we talk about this because Glorilla, she is on... Um, like the internet or on Apple Pod or whatever, and she's talking about running down on niggas, making it motherfucking bad. Motherfuckers saying she an Illuminati now. Got Cardi B rapping about popping pills and niggas putting pills in niggas' drinks and robbing them and shit. Like oh, it's just it's just flipped. Yeah, well it is, but you know who is to blame for that type of mentality? Because it comes from us. It comes from men, and mm -hmm. men. I don't think that men like hearing that. I don't think that men like hearing the fact that your problems are because of men and it takes men to be able to break down the patriarchy within itself. Right. So um, what are some things that can be done to like address this issue of sexism within these communities? Um, I think a thing that can be done is just to... Um just stop going with the um the 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 male code that everybody really live by type shit like uh as far as like if you stand against sexism like oh you simping out like you know they they that's something they say like you simping out like you you know like you just pussy whipped or something oh wow like if you just like you know stand up for some shit like that hey ladies did y'all know that over the last decade seventy eight point two percent out of the year-end Hot 100 songs, that means a thousand songs over a decade, have been men. 78.2%, meaning only 21.8% have been women. Why is that, you ask? Ageism. Ageism. Duh. It's because we do not put the same limitations on men as we do women. Men can pop off whenever, doesn't matter how old they are. Um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio can age like Jack Nicholson and still be pulling models uh, yet we are told that we expire at 25, even though six years ago, seven years ago, we were in high school. <laughs> Insane. So what do we need to do? We need to shift the narrative. How do we do that? I'm going to tell you. We need to stop hiding our age. I reside in LA and I meet a lot of other female artists and you know whenever I ask how old they are oftentimes they're like mm, 
it's a secret. So I assume that they're approaching 30 or in their 30s, 40s, whatever. Um, but they look young, right? So like me, for example, I'm 32, about to be 33 in July. I'm sure that I can get away with telling people that I'm 24, 25. But do I want to do that? No. Because who am I appealing to? Like, who? Men in the music industry who tell us that we're too old at 30 to pop? Too old for who? Jeffrey Epstein? Pedophiles? If you're a pedophile, baby, just say that. Just say that. Women at 30 plus are not too old. Our style only evolves. Our music only gets better. Our art only gets more poppin'. What are some of the underlying reasons for the prevalence of sexism and ageism in the hip-hop community? Uh, I would say a lot of the reasons are, are just um, rooting back to the history and like just hearing what they hear other artists talk about because it's just something that grew that big. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, and the history of it is it being like hip hop is like traditionally male dominated. Mm -hmm. right. And there's this huge emphasis of what's fresh, what's new, what's young. So um, it's definitely deeply rooted in hyper masculinity mm -hmm. and the hypersexual nature within and underneath the genre. And it's, it's become so common that that it gets overlooked the way it does. It's, it's such a common thing. That's very true. Um, I think what's really common is that I think a lot of black men in the male industry feel a lot of pressure to like project this image of being stupid hard, having this like large amount of dominance. It's like aggressive look. Yeah, um, that, you can see that with like fucking Fifi. Well, really any rap artist like even gay rap artists are very masculine. Mm -hmm. Like they come across masculine and they're but they're in their feminine energy. I mm -hmm. think like Nas is the only like male rapper. Not Lil Nas X is mm -hmm. the only male rapper that comes across like in a feminine way, more feminine way. Yes. So I do think that. How do you feel about Lil Nas X? Do you really feel like that nigga is like gay for real? Or do you think he just doing that to boost his ratings on the internet? With the way he project himself on social media, it, it really, it, it, it looked like, it made me feel like that, um, that he not really gay. And he, but I don't know though. I, I, I really can't really tell with nothing like that. I know that. like, um, sidebar, because we got to clarify, we are not in the position to be able to say whether or not we, um, somebody is or not gay to take away from Facts. their experience, comma, but I just like, I kind of feel like that, that sharp ass turn mm -hmm. from like Old Town Road, yeah, and then the um, what's the name of the one where he was twerking on the devil in some 40 inch red? I don't know, but it was gray. the most like viral, yes. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of it has to do with clout. Oh, did you see about Lil Uzi Bird getting his name changed? Yeah, I seen that. How do you feel about that? I think it's um. I feel like it's some publicity stuff for an album or something like that. JT, the city girl, is down uh, about four million like me, okay? Uh, she is now dating a trans woman, okay? Uh, so Lil Uzi Vert has officially changed his bio to them, they, her, and his name is no longer Lil Uzi Vert, Lucifer, Lucifer. 
It is now Leslie Child. He's wearing wigs and pink hair and dresses and skirts, okay? Um, he is setting up his rise in the music industry because, as you know, once they start putting on the Gucci skirts and things like that, black men go a lot higher than the normal man, okay? And so uh, I wonder what type of conversation they had uh, about this here. Um, and, you know, he's he's on his Bruce Jenner. I got to get it to him. And she going to stay because she love him. That's her husband. She's sticking beside him. Now, too, I will say that there are definitely a lot of musical artists, female artists, that are definitely changing the way that we look at um, hip-hop. And they're challenging the norms and pushing the standards of inclusivity and diversity. Like uh, Lizzo, for example. Lizzo, great I think example. Lizzo is a great example. You know, um, she also has taken like a political stance um, through her music. Mm -hmm. And I like that. So she was in Tennessee recently. Mm -hmm. um, she did a concert. And Lizzo does lots of concerts in Tennessee. And she brought out drag queens. In light of recent and tragic events and current events, I was told by people on the internet, cancel your shows in Tennessee, don't go to Tennessee. But why would I not come to the people who need to hear this message the most? The people who need to feel this release the most? Why would I not create a safe space in Tennessee where we can celebrate are doing in Tennessee is giving hope. So thank you so much for standing up for your rights, protecting each other, and holding the people accountable who should be protecting us. Yeah, and you know, Tennessee is passing all type of anti-LGBTQIA legislation as well as like, you know, book bans and shit. And mm -hmm. they actually had drew up legislation to ban um, fucking drag queens, um, risque sexual artists Damn. to be able to perform. So she brought them on stage to perform with her. That's what's up. Yeah. That's lit. But I think Lizzo really does challenge. I think the reason why people put her in that category is because she's plus size and like people don't feel like that you can see conventional beauty in a plus size body. But bitch, mm. I'm here to tell everybody that you're wrong. Talk that you're shit. You're so fucking wrong. Talk oh. that shit. <laughs> Lizzo has, like, even regardless if you like her body shape or not, Lizzo has a certain amount of sex appeal. Lizzo, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's people that beat off Lizzo, like, in their free time. And yeah, and then she be doing, like, the uh, modeling shit for... Uh... What, Fenty? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then she got a, a, a fiancé. He fine as fuck. That nigga I think fine. I seen that on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, he's stout. He's this stout, strong-looking ass nigga. Nigga made up like a thong. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I could I could see her uh, talking to somebody like that. Yeah, he fine. I know he be trying to pick her ass up. Yeah, probably be doing it. I don't like when them niggas be trying to pick me up. It scared the fuck out of me. I belong on Damn, the ground. See now, now I'll be insecure to try some shit like that. Nah, don't pick me up. Let me sit here on the ground where uh, I belong. Okay, so another. But then you be trying to like show out in the moment. Oh, uh, no. don't show out because we're both fine now. Grab your motherfucker. 
Hey, if it's it's if, real. If it's hitting the spot, then the fall, you know, this is just be part of the uh, I routine. Trying, I ain't trying to hear about none of that. <laughs> TT is old, and I live my life like bracelet at home, boo. Lord don't don't keep me up. Oh yeah, mercy. So another example is uh, no name, no name, Gypsy. Yes. How you feel yes. about no name? Um, shout out Spotify. You know how I just like randomly queue up the music, like when you let's say you get to the end of your playlist and then just like cue something like based off what you listen to. Mm-hmm. It kind of did that, and like I was like, damn, it was a uh, Diddy Bop. I ain't never heard of it. It's good. So for those who've never heard of no name, no name, Gypsy, what type of vibes you give off to? Um. Activist over artists. Very much so. She is who, like, maybe a J. Cole would try to be, or like uh, Kendrick. He, he put his stuff yeah. in, like, metaphors and stuff, mm-hmm. and he say it straight out. And yeah. I like that for her. But she's, like, poet, like, Black Essence. Mm-hmm. Um, I first listened to her. Chicago is fuck. Yeah. Chicago is fuck. I first time I heard her was a song called Israel with her featuring um, Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. It's a beautiful parable. It's really Is it like with the like live instruments in it? It's like more live instruments than like a... I don't know because I can only find on YouTube. It's not on Apple Music whatsoever, but it's beautiful. And you are absolutely right. She like really does put her activism, her work like on a pedestal. And you know, she is basically like black music for shit like that like yeah. she not on the radio you're not gonna but her artistry speaks for itself yes and that's really what is the important like that's that's real art that's art yeah she's like very much all of these artists her part of being making a style you know name completely unapologetic and mm-hmm. unique to themselves and it's very refreshing when you when you're constantly seeing copy paste clones of little kim Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone who was raised by entrepreneurs. My mother owned her own bookstore, and my grandparents owned their own landscaping company. I still was going off the mentality that I was raised behind. And yeah, I definitely tweeted that capitalism wasn't evil, that it was a tool. And a lot of people pushed back and were very expressive about <laughs> how wrong they felt I was. So I just started doing my own research and realized there is a whole structure in place that keeps people poor, keeps people isolated and marginalized, no matter how hard they try. Having more spaces where we can have more challenging and radical conversations about the world that we live in and how we contribute to violence and destruction. I want to be in community with folks who are learning about not only how those structures came to be, but how to dismantle them. So how have artists and fans responded to sexism and ageism in hip-hop? Um, well, I think that's kind of what, um, that's where you get into the rise of cancel culture, Twitter, just using social media, but really. A lot of social media, but it, it's it's more than that. But most of it. Give me an example. Like um, I don't know if this really sex. Would the the baby situation count as sexism? Uh, give give me the situation. Which one? You talking about when he was talking about sucking dick in the back of the parking lot? Put his cell phone like the uh, fellas. Lights up, fellas. If you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like. Let's be uh, real about this shit. 
Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Um, it was something. <laughs> um, you used toy lanes. Um, that was definitely sexism in the way that everybody was like on Megan ass before, yeah. during, and after that goddamn yeah. trial. You know I'm gonna ask you about that Megan the Stallion thing. Uh, All right, ask, ask about it. All righty now, now let me call the boogeyman. I'll let you ask him. <laughs> <laughs> he made that song. Oh. That wasn't even me. That was the so, boogeyman. So he made that shit. Lyric wise, lyric I'm wise. Gonna, no, I you know. ain't finna read them. You nah. gotta print it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, boogeyman. Yeah, man. No, you don't got them printed out. All right. Well, well, what, what's the lyric? You play me. You play with me. You the play shit, with me. The shit is. Oh goddamn. Cut the cut the lights off. And when I say cut the lights off. Boogie man, you know what I'm saying? It's a nice little sing songy, little catchy type. Really, when I when I made that song, bro, and I made that song, so prime example, right? Like when it come to putting music out, like right when you made it, I made that song damn near a year, going about to be damn near a year mm -hmm. that I made that song. You know what I'm saying? I just been happy, but like I say, like once I say, if I make a song, if I say something, like it's that's like a missing chapter in my life that people don't get to get. You see what I'm saying? Fans already feel like they know me, like they growing with me, you know what I'm saying? Like they, which they do to a certain extent music wise. But like, if you leave a two year gap, if you the hottest artist in the game, then you leave, but you just go on a two year hiatus music wise, mm -hmm. like from your fans, of course, that's why, you know, all my fans is upset with how long I've been, I've all been right. going where a camera that I can look in the eyes, you know, I feel you. I took too fucking long to drop new music, you know. Back to this Megan the Stallion. He want he want to do the Meg. He, <laughs> yeah. like, he ain't let me spin off. Now, am I getting the ass. lyrics wrong or are the, you did saying? Did you read them? Are you saying? You didn't read them, right? You're like music is how you interpret it, big dog. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Take it how you take it. Right, right. Yeah. All right, because lyrically it says I was fucking on Megan the Stallion. That nigga said that. Right. Is that what the boogeyman said? That's crazy. And I should have brought him with me. What did the boogeyman mean by that? I have no idea. I got to ask him. I should have brought the nigga well, with me. Well, you know what? I'm going to leave it right yeah, there. Yeah, got to go listen to boogeyman, I guess. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And break it down. The I'm, video, I'm, the song, it'll help. Yeah. That was definitely sick. That was massage noir. That's the hatred of black women and discrimination against black women. It was body shaming. That whole fiasco was so fucking, that was the epitome of how black female artists are treated and ridiculed in the industry. Like, that girl, regardless of what the fuck you think she did, did not deserve to receive violence. Mm -hmm. No one deserves violence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that shit is just, that's, yeah, that is a great way to be able to, that's a great example. And um, seeing the way that Social media really came up, and a lot of people stood up for Megan on her behalf. So, and just with all the shit she she went through, like before, like with her mama and all that shit, like I'm sure she she's like we can't see it, but she's pretty scarred from that shit, regardless of her winning the case or not. Hell, the fuck yes, that girl lost like, like everything. Yeah, yeah. So, and then she probably went into the whole culture shock when she got into like celebrity, like celebrity. So like I I do hate that for her. Um, yeah. I think that her being vocal about the way that she was treated it really did a lot. Um, Missy Elliott being vocal about her experiences in the hip hop industry. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, I can only tell you so much, but I just know that Missy has always like pushed back against like the patriarchy. And like mm -hmm. beauty standards, 
you can see that in her um I can't stand the rain music video mm -hmm. when she got this big ass trash bag yeah, yeah. on and gloves yeah. and the shades on. And Missy has always been a plus size woman. Right. So like her even existing in this space is her pushing back against the patriarchy Damn. and the skewedish standard. And then she's brown skin too. So like I know Missy called probably like a lot of hell, but you cannot deny the artistry you can't like beside be, when she when she not even like at, at the microphone like when she writing like have you do you notice shit she, like oh my god what shit do you be writing to she done wrote a lot of shit like she kind of like a she kind of it's, it's something about them niggas from virginia she kind of like her for real and timberland they do a lot of ghost writing and like they do a lot of co-producing and stuff and like you don't know about it until you like go look at the credits because they not really appreciated enough so you wouldn't just know that but but that is in and of itself why 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 must we retire missy elliott and her penmanship just because she's got older Tiana Taylor sampled her. Man, look, so you know on Tiana Taylor's last album, it was phenomenal. She paid homage to all of the older artists and rappers. So she has a song with Lauren Hill. She has a song with Erica Badu. She has a song by Missy Elliott. And this whole album proved that these bitches ain't gone nowhere. Their talent ain't died. The industry is just ages. Yeah. It's, they it's, are. It, it, talent wasted. You sitting up here recruiting all these young bitches. But they I still think, don't give a fuck about you, though. They don't. They gonna suck you dry until you until you're irrelevant. Okay, so let's have a conversation about how the issues of sexism and ageism have impacted the careers of female and older hip hop artists. Um. Well, I, I would like to say a lot of it starts with the label. Like you said before, um, they'll, they'll just start stop like promoting uh, certain artists and uh, stop putting them out there as more like you see all these rappers like now while they're young, you might see them on a, a commercial on TV or something like that. But as they get older and their relevancy start going down a little bit, I don't know if I said that shit right, but it's, it start going down a little bit. And um, yeah, they, they feel like they don't need to be shown anymore. And it's like time for the new generation. It's already a new generation coming that in. That shit is a byproduct of capitalism. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is my train of thought. So, this whole marketing of wanting fresh and new artists is it's got everybody in the goddamn hood and they baby daddy and they old uncles thinking they can rap. But mm -hmm. the it is the capitalism, it's the over consumption of hip hop that makes them phase out so quickly because as consumers, we always want something new or something or more of that product, right? right? And you have to also realize that like hip hop is the number one export out of America. If I was in charge of the reparations conversation, number one, control of all black music must only be done through the black community. No non-African can control our music. Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Biggie, Tupac. If, if, if the publishing, if the marketing, if the promotion, if the recording is not controlled by black people, that has to change. We own our own music. Nobody can own, sell, produce, publish, promote black music but black why, people. Why, why is that so important? Because music is one of America's leading export industries. America makes more money off black music than almost anything else that she sells. So if we control the music, we have a steady stream of global revenue where we can build a black Wall Street 
street in every single city in America for black people. That's how much money will be coming in from black music. That's so America's making so much money off of the backs of African-American people who create music, ghostwrite, play instruments, all this shit, and they aren't seeing profits off of it, plus the discrimination that's on top of it. Right, it's kind of like, um, let's say you, you grew up with somebody in high school and they uh, they wanted to rap and shit when they was in high school. And like, let's say y'all 30 now and you see him at the class reunion and he's still trying to rap. That's why I like, like it, it'll kind of give off like a corny look because oh, of the ageism. Ain't no kind of. Yeah, because they is too old to be sitting up there thinking that. I think after a point, after mm -hmm. a while, you got to put that shit to bed and be realistic with yourself. Right. Secondly... I feel like the whole facade of hip-hop is simply that it's a facade. Like, a lot of these people do not be having money like that. They do not be having clothes like that. A lot of that shit is bought by the labels. Right. And, like, a lot of that shit is, like, them folks be renting them damn clothes. They be renting the damn jewelry. The or crib, they be, the cars, all that shit. Or, um, who was it? I think Glorilla was the one that said that she didn't have clothes for that first music video and sweetie was the one who ended up bringing her clothes and stuff because they label one body on new fresh wigs mm -hmm. fresh hair and nothing and it just speaks a lot towards like the shit that they just be going through this shit so fucking whack and it's it's crazy how like fake it is though like people base their life life off instagram and they trying to live like these favorite rappers and stuff but they don't even really got it that's like the sad reality to that shit no they don't they don't sad. have it but we kind of let people who have a big Instagram account, we want them first to buy the item. But if we can't convince them to buy the item, we try to rent the item. If they're like, no, I'm too big. I don't want to pay any money. I say, okay, pay for the item. And when you bring it back, I will give you your full amount of money back. But and then I need right? an Instagram yeah, shout yeah. out. The problem is once she wears that one item, every single person wants that one item. So I don't have that item. Yeah. And that's a problem in the vintage world where if someone wears something, let's say Travis Scott or Kanye, they wear something Texas related. They want that specific item. And when we don't have it, it sucks. You know, it's funny. The rapper Gunna, he just got arrested and he wore a hoodie in his okay. mugshot. Yeah. They ran out of hoodies. Everyone's buying the Gunna <laughs> no mugshot way. fucking really? hoodie. There you go. Yeah. Celebrity sells, man. We can even go more in depth and we can talk about like, again, the LGBTQIA artists that have recently come out and the backlash that they have received. And we can first talk about the sexism and like homophobia, transphobia uh, received. Number one, Frank Ocean. Before this whole fucking, uh, what is it? The shit that he just did where he was? Coachella. Yeah, before this shit. Now, picture it since the 2015. Frank was a straight black man. Right. To everybody. Now, those who really listen to his music, they may have... Mm. Questioned it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like a couple years later, he come out, and his whole fucking fan base it just completely swaps overnight. Yeah. The way yeah. people they 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 question his credibility, they question his character. Mm -hmm. Um. Another example probably will be Tyler the Creator as well. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about? I know that's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. See the the weird one about Tyler is uh, 
if you go back to like his early work, like he said a lot of crazy shit, including like the F word, and I'm not talking about the one with the U. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of crazy homophobic shit, but um, somewhere under that mask, you know, he was talking about himself in a way. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the crazy thing about him. But uh, same thing though. Uh, he kind of when he 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 trolled a lot. So when he came out, people didn't really take it serious until he dropped uh, Flower Boy, and that's when you see his fans start doing the same thing, like you said, Frank fans did. They flipped. Shit, they flipped. Hell yeah. Um, I just saw a video about like who he's dating now because he's dating a woman now. But mm-hmm. the woman he's dating, he would he used to sleep with her boyfriend on the side. Yeah. Frank or Tyler? Tyler. Tyler. Damn. Yeah. And um, they used to be best friends. So yeah, it, him and the white boy was best friends, and the white boy had a yeah. gay girlfriend. Then him, they start sleeping together. Then they was beefed out. They fell out. Then, um, allegedly, allegedly, then, um, he started fucking on this girl now, and now they go together and they in love. Damn. Yeah, that's your boy. Them young uh, peoples. That's what you listen to in your free time. It's the art. Well, even the though, art. even with my favorite artist, Kevin Gates, and like uh, the yeah. rumors that have been coming Transgender out. rumors. Yeah. Talking about I'm gay. Well, come bend that ass over there. Let me show you. No, no, no. Oh, don't, oh, don't, don't, don't feed no. it to the next. Oh, not even just that. So I went to go see him last year for my birthday in April. Around August, there were rumors saying that he had came out at a concert um, a couple months. Um, you know, that he had came out at a concert, but I never saw anything to confirm it. And I feel like if this would have had happened, we would have seen video footage of it. I just saw like a tweet. Or they probably would have had a no phone policy. Yes, but they didn't. So then you have the trans girl exposing him recently mm-hmm. on podcasts talking about. I was like, I'm not like, so he came and he was like, let's go to dinner. And I was like, okay, just like text me where like kept it really cool. Um, and he sat down, he had like four phones. He was saying like El Chapo was watching me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, cool. He had a boat. was a gang or was El No, El Chapo. <laughs> And we were in his car. He was playing me his new album. He was on Instagram Live. And in my brain, I'm like, dude, he shows me on live. And I'm like, ugh, I just know one of, like, the fans from Iowa, like, where like, I'm from. That like, is a dude. Yeah, like, that's a back in the mail. And it was just one of those situations where I almost felt like I was, like, at, like, lunch with my, or, like, in trouble with my principal. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like he was literally looking so deep into, like, my soul and my like nine different holes that like I didn't even know what I was getting into I tried caviar for the first time that was cute mm-hmm. it was hot he asked like do you want to come home with me he was kind of just like get in my car and then you just kind of, I mean that's how, they, that's how they always you are no, you don't, they don't ask you go no. yeah you just no, go you, you just follow the rules and I don't know he's all about like energy like ashwagandha yeah. like the whole yeah. nine honestly we fucked and I told him I was trans like mid like spread eagle like pussy flap scars and all like I literally how did you like how did like how did you bring that honestly like, I was mid sex what yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm squirting. He's like, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys kill me. (laughs) Um, But no, I was literally, I'm not kidding. Like, spread eagle. I think he was, like, eating me out or something. And then in my brain, he, like, stopped. And I'm like, oh. Oh, He he knows my clit looks different. Like, fuck. (laughs) Like, I was like, fuck. uh, What's what's happening? He was like, yeah, no. (laughs) He's not out of breath that quick. Let me get this man an oxygen tank. Um, But he was like can I ask you something? And I go, yeah? And he was like, well, are you trans? And I go, 
you could, I, and I was just <laughs> like, I was so not, drunk. Like, no, like, come like, on. They're like, what makes you see that idea? And I, <laughs> and I was laying there and I go, you caught me. <laughs> and he literally was like, baby, I don't give a fuck. God raised all of us equal, yeah, yeah, all this bad. stuff. And I was yeah. like, that makes you so much more attractive and that makes you so much more like honestly manly and hot that you like that you know that I had to work harder and pay more than all these other fucking crusty I'm like and the thing about it is so weird to me because this is a trans girl who's had bottom surgery so that means that she has went to the plastic surgeon and has castrated herself inverted her penis and it has been created into a vagina but then again hold on hold on so like, so that's what I'm saying. If that's that's now a woman, mm -hmm. genetically modified, bona fide, GMO free woman. Okay, mm -hmm. so he going down there and he eating on her coochie and ass, and he realized that it's not the same. I could start your battery for you. But he found out, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm trans." He was like, "You know, everybody's made in the image of God, uh, Allah." Ramdalaha. He was like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then they fucked. And he just let her go. And I feel like the yeah. message of love is much more stronger. But yet still, motherfuckers questioning his character and his likeness. I mean, he might be bi. Well, he was definitely sexually assaulted as a child. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that, he that. was fine demons, and most times when niggas say they fine demons, they be fine homosexuality. Ah, damn, that's deep. Thank you. I'm a doctor. I'm fighting demon. Yo, I'm going demon. So the question is, what role do record labels and media outlets play in perpetuating sexism and ageism in hip hop? They they show it like it's a prize, like uh, like the, the the usual. You got uh, a bunch of BBLs and wigs in the swimming pool, uh, in a, a rap video. Uh, shit, you see, you like it's just little shit, like a rapper doing this, like a little hand gesture showing getting some head or something. Like it's just ah. You know, you know when I wrote this question, what I was thinking about. What's that? I'm thinking about how when Lil Wayne was Lil Shrimp, how Birdman took him into them sex parties, and them he had them grown ass women topping him off and sucking him up. Lil Boosie. And motherfucking Usher, and now they saying the same hell yes, and they saying the same shit about Justin. Bieber now. Yeah, I seen that shit. That shit was creepy. This video. Like to talk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting to talk about because that shit, that shit was sick. Come on, talk about it. Um, so if y'all, if y'all don't keep up with like the little celebrity conspiracy theories and shit, um, P Diddy, he's well known in the industry for being a booty warrior. Yeah, I like yeah. when you like this, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, when you put my bag daddy, yeah, I like when you when you scrambling and scraping for shit. I like that. You know, I'll be practicing. I got yeah. He's well known for being a booty warrior. Uh, him and Usher, he uh, uh, he took Usher in as a young prodigy when he was uh, coming up in the game and shit. And he basically lived with Diddy. And uh, if you if you think about this shit, it's, it's just kind of strange for a sixteen year old Usher to be living with like a what mid twenties Diddy, an old ass nigga. Diddy. 
and I lived with Sean Puffy Combs for a year. That's the crazy thing. Now, that yeah. was L.A. Reid's idea, right? We're sending New you York over to City. something called Puffy Flavor Camp. There you go. To learn <laughs> Flavor some... Camp. Yeah, Flavor Camp. Yeah, that's what it was called. And you're going to go to Puff Daddy's. He's gonna In pre- the 90s. Do you understand what that's like? Puffy's place was like just filled with chicks and orging like nonstop, right? No, not really. Come I mean, on. but there, hey, it was curious. I got a chance to see some things. Yeah, but you were 13. What were you I seeing? I went there to see the lifestyle. Right. And, and I saw it. And it was, and it was, <laughs> but I don't know if I could indulge and understand what I was even looking at. It was, it was pretty wild. It was, so nobody it was tried to, you know, some woman didn't come along. I didn't say that. Okay. I, I didn't but say you that. Didn't. <laughs> what I did say is that there were very curious things taking place. Uh huh. And I didn't necessarily understand it. Uh huh. Biggie Smalls was Biggie there. Biggie Smalls was there. Lil Kim, Craig Mack. All know, these people all are hanging these, around. All, yeah, man. Faith Evans. Jodeci, Mary okay? J. Blah. I was having a good time. You know what I mean? Does he have you doing any chores? Are you doing dishes at all? I mean, to keep you humble somewhat? Or are you just like, can you stay up till four in the morning with them and party? I mean, I could. I yeah. actually stayed up longer than them. And, I, and, what, I, and do you have money? What's going on? I mean, I had like per diem. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, had, I had like, you know, what like a, a living. life. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 14 years old. You're a dad now. Would you ever send your kid to puffy camp? Hell <laughs> you know? no mid-twenties diddy that's 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 kind of disturbing if you don't think that's weird then i'll be questioning you honestly yes because that's 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 some weird shit and when he was living with um puff daddy for the love um <laughs> he was exposed to all types of crazy ass sex parties and like it ain't even about the fact of whether or not puff daddy brother love mm-hmm. bp it was it's not about him being gay it's about the fact that Usher was extremely young, and right. they and he was exposed to all this illicit shit, the drugs, the alcohol, right. and that's how labels perpetuate through ageism. Like them motherfuckers knew what was going on and what the hell Usher was seeing. Right. Same thing with um the Justin Bieber stuff when um cause he uh, number one they asked Usher if Usher had a child. Would he allow him to go to uh, a P. Diddy summer camp over summer so he can learn music? And he no. said, fuck no. Fuck no. I might be paraphrasing for the nigga, but you Fuck know. no. But, like, yeah. And now they was talking about how people just wanted to touch on Justin Bieber. Mm. Like, how, like, every celebrity, all the weird ones, like Ellen and Jenner. That's that Hollywood shit. Yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yes, they, they be groping and touching all over the boys. So, yeah, yeah. But back to it because Lil, Lil Shrimp, aka Lil Wayne, Weezy F Baby, and Elf is for front door. They let them hoes through the front door. And they was giving him head when he was like 12 years old. That and that's why I was sick. like, yeah, that's weird. It was like during like the cash money era and all Hell that shit. Yeah, burn man. Uh, that's what he was that's doing. That's like the, um, yeah, that's like, I don't want to get too deep because I, I, I love conspiracy theories, but uh, that's like the uh, the gatekeeping to like getting into like the the big fame, the the big all the rituals. And yeah, stuff the ri- and that's part of the rituals the, uh, that they invite you to them parties and like you like literally it's like literally like a scary movie how you pick a room to go in. Mm-hmm. Like you got one with like a bunch of men and you might have one with like it's weird. Like I've I've heard me doing my research and shit. Young children should not be exposed to that shit. It's the same thing with fucking R. Kelly and all them goddamn young ass kids yeah. and how people want to blame the parents, but you know what? 
not every parent was aware of what happened, but the motherfucking folks in the industry, because all the people around Robert, they I'm going to tell you what happened. Because R. Kelly, he definitely not the only one in, in the music industry that was on that shit. In 2019, R. Kelly was arrested on federal sex crime charges. I'm ready to just tell my truth. He faces two federal and two state trials. He didn't do it alone. There was an enterprise. Bodyguard, entourage, assistance. They were sick just like him. Kelly was charged with a criminal enterprise under the RICO statutes the way they get the Gambinos and the Genovese's. I have to walk into that courtroom. I don't want to see his face. I wanted to call the police, but I was terrified. We were not just doing a protest. We were shifting the paradigm. Everyone in R. Kelly's operation needs to go to jail. Everyone. This is something unprecedented in the history of popular music, with, I believe, hundreds of victims. I now know 69. For the first time, we're hearing of a John Doe. Prosecutors say Kelly sexually abused teenage boys. It was a bringing together of the collective power of the voices. We had to talk to lots of women who weren't willing to come on camera. You know, this goes back to Aaliyah. Aaliyah's name was said for the first time in a criminal court. And of course, she's not alive to tell her own story. This is how much fan I am of Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly. I was the first girl, and nobody believed me. His entourage wanted these women's allegations to be stopped. I said, well, don't you have my daughter? And she said, yes. Yeah. The testimony is just horrifying to read. It is probably the most horrific audio and video that I've ever heard in my life. It felt evil. The punishment would be to smear her own extra on herself to eat it. Here it is, I'm finna face the man that violated my daughter. He's a predator, and a predator need to be put down. He's looking at my daughter with the weirdest look on his face. I was in the studio and questioned me with the gun. He said, don't fuck with Mr. Kelly. They threatened to kill my daughter. They threatened to come into my church. This was a racketeering trial. Organized crime charges. My house was attempted to be set on fire. You will kill everybody in the house. How did he get away with this for 30 years? I've never seen somebody beat trial twice. He shook me, like, he pushed me down the stairs. I was scared out of my mind. I can only imagine the trauma that that woman has. And then coming out and everyone knowing who she is. The little piece of me that wanted him to get some help, it just went out the window. Kelly will go down in the history of popular music as the worst criminal predator ever. Yeah, I do think that R. Kelly is a really great example of like how the industry places children in harm's way in order to exploit them because they are so young, they don't know what's going on, or because they are children who are like impoverished. They they don't have they don't they don't have proper representation for to be able to accurately advocate for them in those situations and shit. 
Right. Because like like I said, they always want to blame the parents, but what the fuck was who knows what the fuck our Kelly ass was really doing? Right. Robert? Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this For real? Y'all trying to kill me? You killing me, man? This is not about music. That's just what he, we just seen what he got caught doing. That's true. And he not the only one. Because we talking about hip hop, but that's really just for entertainment in general. Because you got your Harvey Weinstein. You got the nigga Facts. Dan Snyder. Facts. You got all them motherfuckers. But we going to focus on the Jigaboo niggas. The niggas. Because, um. We know better. Yeah. Like. So, what can be done to address these issues in the hip-hop community? Um, something I say could be done is, um, one, just stop fucking with the music. So, do you really feel like that you can separate the artist from the music? I think a lot of people have trouble with that. Uh, in most situations, I can't. Damn, what's them situations? Because uh, sometimes I feel like the shit just get taken too far. I don't. Like, like if I, so what you think about Future then? Uh, I love Future. I like being toxic. Shit, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I Future to is Future. hard. Future is hard. Um, I think it's it is R. Kelly for me. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'll tell you a story. So one Christmas, we um the Boys and Girls Club was throwing a Christmas party like for the whole district. So there's uh Scarville, West Point, and Columbus. Mm. So they had a DJ up there and shit. And, you know, the DJ went hard on that, and he was some country-ass motherfucker from Columbus. But And he wasn't just putting on no bangers or nothing. But this nigga had the audacity to put on R. Kelly in the middle of a Christmas party. And I was like, immediately, no. So, you know me, I had told that nigga to shut that shit off. I was like, hey, hey, bro, hey, hey cut that shit off. <laughs> I was like, don't, we, we work with kids. Ain't nobody trying to listen to R. Kelly in my free time. And Hell I know yeah. R. Kelly like to pee on the girls. Hell yeah. And like to take advantage of the boys. So, and I think that also gets lost in translation, too, that R. Kelly was sexually assaulting young boys, too, and young men. I did, as I see, I didn't know about that. That's what you just said. We, we, we don't know everything R. Kelly did. We just know what he got caught for. It. And that's another I example. I didn't know that. That's another example of sexism because because it's a boy, people going to overlook it or they won't speak up on it. Yep. But, but they'll highlight the women. He, he had one girl that he made her dress up like a boy. And he would rape her in her booty oh, hole. He'd make her nah. like grow out a beard, wear boxers, play basketball, so she could have a little muss up on her arm like that. Or, or Robert really get down like that. That's sick. He bro. get down. Oh, Robert twisted. That's Step in the name of love. And now you're going to go home and steal this to it. Oh, it's too good to give up. Oh, too good. Y'all niggas still step, step, sad, sad. That's y'all. That's fucked That's up, dog. God damn. My fault. That's y'all, nigga. So, yeah, those, uh, I definitely feel like, because, like, Trey Song's going to be the next one. In the, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he coming down. He coming down. You see how quiet he is? Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah, because. Yeah, he going down. 
too many people done exposed him. Yeah. Hell. I just stumbled across him too. I, I really thought he just went off the grid. Oh, he definitely went off It'd the grid. It'd be reasons though. It'd be reasons they do that shit. Yeah, because um, what, Trey Songz was manipulative. He was a sex addict and he be beating bitches up and stealing their phones and smashing them and locking bitches up in different rooms and rotating them and fucking them and flipping them and smacking them on the ass and uh, shit. Damn. Yeah, he, 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 got a, he got a problem. But that's one that's going to take a lot of women to get over, though. That's like they are Kelly. Yes, they are Kelly. They're not my R. Kelly. That ain't got shit to do with me. And Trey Song songs is not just like R. Kelly music. It's not that fucking good for me to just be trying to condone this shit. It's just sex, 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 sex. Like yeah, this. shit weird. You can that, tell that, like they sex. It lets you know that there's a problem. The yeah. They just be singing about this shit all the time. Yeah. Then they performing it in the crowd, sitting up there in the bag. Taking their shirt off, doing all type them of monkey shit on the stage. got all types of fucking sex demons uh, uh, attached to them. Incubus. For yeah, those who yeah. don't know, Incubus, Succubus, or Sex Demons. And they probably got them wrapped all over them. It's probably all in the music and everything. Ooh, but yeah. That shit's scary. It ain't scary. You got to learn how to protect your ear gate. Whatever you listen to, it's going to come up out of you. That's why you got to be careful. But tell me this, though. You have some... Now, you do have the ignorant R. Kelly defenders that go on podcasts and talk and, you know, try to justify R. Kelly. I stumbled across one where they said it was something about him not giving up his masters to his label. And they kind of like, okay, we know what you did. Now it's time to press the button type shit. Delete it. What yeah. you want me to defend him? No, I'm just saying, what do you think about that? No, I'm not asking you to defend him. I think that's what that nigga get. He can't, yeah. I mean, nigga illiterate. It's not like he can just, you know, read the room or anything. It's not like he can read contract or anything. And I, I, I firmly believe in like what's done in dark come to light. So. I think something was bound to happen anyway. Well, I mean, people can have all the sympathy in the world for him, but he ain't have no sympathy for that little girl. He Hell no. Nah. She had no umbrella. She ain't have no... Locked umbrella. in a dungeon. Well, locked in the closet. We up in the closet. <laughs> How many rounds has Trey Songz gotten them? Oh, five million. Really? Yes. I When I left, there was a pile of... I was like, whoa. I don't even... He wore a like, every time? Yeah. Holy shit. This guy's got an invincible... What? I wish she wasn't as nervous, but I'm not gonna make a goal. Terry got mad at me for like talking about it, but I don't give a f Who, Who cares? Shh. Trey. Just don't ever see him. Terry? No, Trey. But Trey. every I know that Tim says the same shit. Like, Did he pee on him? Yeah, I think and he's kid. Kid, though, like, he, he took my phone and my purse away for like a whole day, held it over the balcony, was like, if you try and leave, I'm gonna drop this shit. I'm like, but y'all didn't wanna believe me. And, okay. And, and he's he just... did the same thing to her. Like, he just does the same shit. He's like, weird. But so he keeps you in a hotel room for this long and he's just. Can you like a million times? Yeah, and I kept asking like, when can I leave? What time is it? And he like just wouldn't answer. <laughs> he would just ignore me and I'm like, okay. And then he was like, you can leave when I go like to my flight. And I was like, okay, when's that? Wouldn't tell me. I'm like, okay. I like it when people get on social media and drag these niggas for filth. I like it when you like this, daddy. I think that's a great way to really address people and get people's like attention. You know, I feel like until, it wasn't until social media and like the docu-series and the documentaries that glow up and then social media that make them popular that we started really like understanding right. how fucking foul this shit is. So I feel like through social media is one of the greatest ways to get their attention because you got to hit their pocket. That's where the um the Me Too movement comes from. Yeah, the very Me Too much movement. That. And I'm pretty 
sure it's some shit that didn't happen in the studios and shit that motherfuckers is dying to come out about. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to do an interview, you can make sure you email me at the Afrocentric Podcast. Bring but, the info and the receipts. We need it all. Yes, we love screenshots. We take EBTs. <laughs> we take child support checks. All that. We do it all. But yeah, I feel like taking it to social media and addressing it. Um, emailing motherfuckers because honestly, you remember in the um R. Kelly docuseries where they had to try to go into the compound and save them bitches and shit, and Hell they yeah. were sneaking up in that motherfucker like that's wild. Hell and yeah. like, how do you do that? Like, you have to do a fucking welfare check through the police. Like, that shit is crazy. I think it's time for artists to start being honest about what really goes on in the industry. They and do. They like for real. But it's I think the other side of that is like real scary. Like they they really like under surveillance twenty four seven by like you know the higher ups and shit. Well, like didn't nobody sit up there? Like ain't that what got fucking Bernie Mac killed? Like yeah. he found out what really be going on in the entertainment industry, and when he was ready to go out and tell the world about it, they got him. They killed him. The the story of uh, Martin Lawrence uh, running out butt naked on a. Uh, uh, in the street with a loaded gun in his hand saying they trying to kill me. Niggas ain't, no, ain't no drugs making no niggas do that. So don't even, yeah, we it was a time where Martin Lawrence was on drugs, but we we know what the fuck that shit was. Like, okay. just be real with yourself. You telling me something? I ain't no old Martin Mark was smoking it on that bullshit. Yeah. Why you think Dave Chappelle just go out of, go to Africa for no reason after doing like, successful seasons of the Chappelle show. Why you think he just moved to Africa out of nowhere for no reason? I don't reason? know why the fuck Dave Chappelle do what the fuck Dave Chappelle do. That nigga is strange. You should, should read more about him. I think you'll like him. I've, missed, I've actually watched enough stand-up by Dave Chappelle to have a great understanding of how I feel about him. You don't fuck with him? He's very whitewashing. He is married to an Asian lady. I know and that. And he be smoking them cigarettes throughout the whole set, every set. But Dave Chappelle, and then he be siding with Chris Rock and shit with all the bullshit he did. And that's another example of sexism, the fact that Chris Rock thought he could get up on this stage and say what he wants to. He yeah. called the bitch ball and every goddamn thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a lot of sexism in comedy, too. Oh. A lot. Oh, comedy. Shout out to the slaves. Yeah, shout out to the slaves. You feel me? Shout out to Harriet Tubman. That shout out to the real nigga. Shout out to the real niggas. And shout out again to all those people who hate my guts. Y'all are doing a justice and an effort to the world. Keep breaking these men down one at a time. You are obsessed and sick. And we are back with a big black shout out the blackest shout out in the world. For those who do not know, the Big Black shout out is an opportunity to help circulate the black dollars back into our communities and for audience to explore black owned hidden gems. So I have a shout out today and two have a shout out today. I'm gonna go first. So I wanted to shout out Hayden Spillers, who is an alumni of Mississippi State University and a Mississippi native. And she is or will be facilitating a Jackson, Mississippi meetups for the No Name Book Club. And she would love to welcome all the Negroes, the house Negroes and the house Negroes. All y'all come up on the one room and read a book. The No Name Book Club is a black-led worker cooperative collecting community members both inside and outside facilities with radical books. Yeah, y'all niggas need to read. Read a book, read a book, read a book. Read a book. 
Each month, they're going to uplift two books written by black, indigenous, or other people of color, and they believe that building community through political education is crucial for liberation. And they also believe that everybody, especially racialized and colonized people, should have access to unlimited educational materials. So this month, they're going to be reading Elite Capture. Okay. And the first meetup will be at the inaugural Wealthy Library in Jackson on April 29, 2023. The link to join that group me. I have it. I'm going to list it in the bio and the locations to meet in the building um, for the book club members. And if you have any questions about the book club, what it does, and where you can find more information, visit them at their website at www.https. Colon backslash backslash no name books.com and they hope to see you there. Amen. Oh, if you want to follow Haley on Instagram, you can follow her at the period haster H A Y S T E R R. Shout out to you, Haley Stillers. Make these niggas read one book at a time, one page at a time. Come on, too. Who would you like to shout out today? Um, I would like to shout out to my um, for, to God first, and uh, I also like to shout out to my uh, little brother and sister. They graduated from high school school this spring, and uh, yeah, life finna hit that ass. I love y'all though. Love y'all. Yeah, shout out to all the little niggas and nigglets and all the devils and the devilettes out here getting ready to graduate high school, getting your um, CDL license. Shout out to y'all. Um, make sure the niggas getting their graduate degrees, getting their bachelor's, master's, PhDs. Motherfuckers graduating from a shift at Hell 5 yeah. o'clock. Congratulations you to all y'all. You did that shit. You did it. Shout out to niggas. Shout out to hardworking niggas. Shout out to black girl boys. Please forgive me for any sins in which I committed those. I know I meant those I don't know, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for beating this bitch ass today, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for thinking about beating her ass again, Lord. Please rebuke all these demons that's in this house, Lord. I pray Is that really you, necessary? <laughs> Let us pray the pimp's prayer. Lord, please pray for the soul of this bitch and guide my pimp hand and make it strong, Lord, so that she might learn a whole's place. Amen. Um, two, I want to thank you so much for being a civilized person, having a civilized conversation with thank me. Thank you, thank you. Yes, because you know that's what us niggas do in these streets. For sure that, for sure that. Um, before we go, is there anything you want to tell the black, Negro, African-American, Afro-Latino community in America today? Uh, Yeah, I just want to tell y'all, keep y'all head up, you know what I'm saying? I know we... We surrounded by this oppressed ass shit, but we got this shit. Stay black. Keep that pick in your hand. Uh, keep that brush in your hand if you got waves. And yeah, just stay up. Damn, you're not going to tell them niggas put a do-rag on them? Oh, yeah, put a do-rag on, too. Put a do-rag on. Lay them waves down. Make sure them things look nice and silky. You feel me? Shout out to the niggas that you wear bonnets. Me. Shout out to niggas that wear bonnets. Yeah, and if you wear bonnets, do your thing, too. Keep them twists coiled up and yeah. Well, thank you. That was so inspirational and powerful. You sound like Dr. Martin Luther King. Thank you so much. Mike, God wouldn't even let me thank get that so lie out. Yeah, I want to thank you for being Afrocentric and for my viewers. Thank you so much for choosing to be here and choosing to be Afrocentric today. Y'all choose the, chose the best podcast in the world. Y'all don't even know it. That's yeah, crazy. shout out to the niggas. For sure. 
Yes, I just want to give you a few reminders. Let's please remember that Black Lives Matter. Listen and protect Black women. And the only thing that you must do in this lifetime is be Black and die. So here at the Afrocentric Podcast, we're just civilized people. Have a civilized conversation. Me and Tuta talk to you later. Bye-bye. Holla. Never used to hammer. I set the standard. I've been repped Atlanta. Slept in up the banner. Dosa Yankabana. Louis V. Bandana. Do it. I just sat up on the stand. Told a lie straight to the honor. Old enough to be your daddy. Young enough to fuck your mama. All the shit that I have done. I cannot believe in coming. Old enough to be your daddy. Young enough to fuck your mama. Young enough to fuck your sister. Young enough to fuck your auntie. I ain't messing with your granny. I just drugged the item Xanny. I'm a beast, I'm a dog, got a motherfucking addict Nigga, tell them, pull them up, drop the motherfucking addict Old enough to sign you niggas, young enough to fuck your ex Old enough to be your landlord and sign the fucking checks I take care of excuse me sir, I'm arrest Fell in love with VVS, my cousin blood, PMS Oh you thick, oh you sex, what you doing later? Gon' text me, got my heart on way rescue You don't fuck with me, and that's a blessing Just to to think it's so wavy to be young, it's mm-hmm. not that it's not that sick. Because I'm, I'm here now, like you, I'm but... I just left 35, right? And it's like yeah, you're getting up there. Well, all right. Um, but uh, just saying. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're right. How old are you? 25. So yeah, I can't wait. You're gonna get old. By the time you're I get old, as f- as f- but when I'm old, as f- you're gonna be in a cane.